All right. Good morning. Welcome back to Development Corner. I'm your host, Jason Garland. I'm sitting with my good friend, Zev Mandelbaum. Zev, how are you? Good. Thank you very much for asking. Great to be on the show with you. Thank you. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to uncover you know, a whole slew of information about you, your family, you know, your next development. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a three hour tour. I can't wait. Oh, absolutely. Three hours is pretty standard. <laughs> so uh, let's start it off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us, you know, obviously you are the the lead principal with All Tree Developments and tell how that uh, formed and maybe just start at your childhood. Sure. I grew up in Toronto. Um, Toronto is a unique community in the fact that we are many immigrants that have come here. And following the Holocaust, my grandfather, Sandy Hofstetter, um, in the early 50s, made his way to Toronto and established a company called H&R Developments. H&R grew from the 50s to the 80s to be one of the preeminent developers in the city of Toronto with many, many iconic buildings and projects. Um, following the crash in 89, the world kind of took a change. And in 1996, my family rolled their commercial assets into a REIT, a real estate investment trust called H&R REIT. Today, my Uncle Tom heads up the REIT as CEO. And H&R REIT, I believe, is the second or third largest REIT in Canada. And um, the family continued on. The different divisions of the real estate development family was low-rise, mid-rise, and high-rise. And my father took the high-rise arm along with his partner, Barry Fenton, around the year 2000 and started Lantera Developments. Great developer. Thank you. Lantera became one of the, I would say, preeminent, again, developers in Toronto with super iconic projects such as Maple Leaf Square, many known now as Jurassic Park was created through that project, a Leisureman Hotel, the Brit Condos, One Bedford, and so on and so forth. Um, so I kind of grew up as a third-generation developer growing up in Toronto with my father developer, my grandfather developer, in the story of Toronto becoming a city, becoming the city that is today, with the skyscrapers that come, the buildings that come, the neighborhoods that were created. And my Sundays consisted of going to different sites and learning the development game from the ground up. When I say the ground up, I drove a scraper when I was eight years old, which is probably not legal, but um, <laughs> back then things were a little different. And um, learning how to cut and fill grade sites, learning structural from the ground up. Um, spending most of my summers on sites and on development and zoning and in discovering neighborhoods of Toronto. So I started working in H&R, then I went to Lantera. After a bunch of years in Lantera, I formed a company with my brother-in-law, it's called Marlin Spring, and spent five years developing that. Following about five years in Marlin Spring, I wanted to continue um, my dream of strictly focused on development projects in Toronto and building buildings that had my own little niche and my own little stamp. And I started Altree Developments. And Altree focuses on mid-rise and high-rise projects in Toronto in various neighborhoods, but really celebrates Toronto for its neighborhoods. And knowing that that's what makes us unique is the fact that Toronto is not a city like any other city in North America. It's a city of true immigration, it's a city of diversity, and it's a city that has many different neighborhoods and facets to it. And at Altree, that's what we do is we find these neighborhoods and we develop amazing, incredible buildings inside of them. It's uh, it's fascinating. I've been part of a couple of your launches already, and it's been exciting to be a part of. We're sitting in the sales office for your next building, um, Forest Hill Private Residences, which I'm super excited about right at the corner of St. Clair and, and Forest Hill Road. Um, so we're excited. We're going to talk a lot about 
uh, about it. We've got the scale model behind us. Uh, but tell me, tell me about your uh, first first project um, coming out with Altry and and uh, how that the success behind it and how the launch happened and and the time it took to get through the city and a little bit of the permit because you you go from start to finish. You're all the way through. Yeah, well, development is a long term vision. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, some of my projects takes years and years and years just to put the land together, then years to zone, then to sell, and then construction, and then until you have occupancy can be a 10-year timeline from the time you first laid eyes on that site. It takes a very, very long time. Um, and I've done dozens and dozens of buildings, and every building has a story you can write a book about. Now, some buildings are different in the way they are in that community, and what I like to do is always do something unique in that building and unique that fits the community, unique that brings something to the community. So in Altry, our first project that we brought to market was 36 Zora, which was a 36-story building with 459 units, which is currently under construction. Um, and it was at the Queensway and Islington, which is an incredible community because it's a master community that will eventually be the size of City Place. Yet it's at its beginning cusps. It basically goes from almost Islington to Kipling. Is that right? It, it yes. spans the whole south side of Queensway. A lot of developers involved and uh, you being on the forefront of it. Uh, I think uh, one of your cousins bought some of the land in there as well. Did, did Fieldgate buy some stuff in there? Um, no. So I, uh, I assembled the land in various partnerships in the yep. family, a lot in Marlin Spring and a lot in Altree. Um, so the tailor who I've assembled, which is 1197 the Queensway and this house behind it, the 36 that's, Zora uh, project. Marlin Springs. Yes, that's the yep. tailor, which I brought through through the acquisition and zoning. I also brought through Marlin Spring 1045 and 1049 the Queensway, which is the stony site, which spans from St. Lawrence all the way to the opposite street next to the Cineplex, which will be another development project too when the time is right. So, you know, we're putting together a lot of buildings. Now, when I go into a community, I want to see the master vision for the community. I want to see what the competition is. I want to see what's coming. I want to see what could be developed here. So we model up the whole area. And what we do is in our office, we have a planner. We sit and we, we, we isolate each site and see what that site can become. And that's what we do with the Queensway. And it took us years and years to do. And then we start working on the, the different vendors and the different landowners, putting together the parcels, finding the equity and the financing partners for it. And then um, what you see is the result is a building that eventually a couple of years later, once we get through our zoning, starts to make, take fruition. The design starts to happen, the interior design, and then eventually we bring it to market. Who was the architect you used on that? Uh... For those three buildings, we're using Graziani and Carrazza, which we're oh, also great. using for Forest Hill private residences. Oh, this one's beautiful. And uh, I was part of that uh, launch at 36 Zora, and it was a fascinating, successful launch. Um, obviously, the times were different. It's a little different now. Um, but uh, what an exciting project to be a part of. I was so thankful to, and honored to be a part of it. So well, thank we were you honored to have you, and thank you. Thank you. Um, that, that's a really – so it goes from – how many how, how much how many buildings how many square feet are in that little block little block please it's a, it's a massive block um how many residents do you think you're going to get out of that on the south side there between kipling and from all the developers yeah. or the yeah. whole developers group yeah so the, the primary developers is is marlin spring mm -hmm. altree remington and the conservatory group okay the there's three more towers coming from remington which will be about a thousand units i believe there's between us, we, we have the R459 under development, and then our other um, 142 at um, the Taylor. 
1049 will be about 300 units. And then there's about 18 buildings in the works between oh. Conservatory and Rio Can at the Cineplex. So the, the, that neighborhood will take off, but it'll, it will happen over many, many, many years. A lot of that stuff is on early planning. But uh, 30 years from now, it will be a downtown Mecca. My last question about Zor, can we buy anything there? Is there anything left we could buy? I hold back always. I only sell 80% of the buildings, generally speaking, and uh, certainly not now, but when the time is right, absolutely. We'll be all over it. Let's uh, let's let's move over into this building because this is exciting. We're sitting in the sales office, absolutely gorgeous sales office, scale model behind us. Tell us tell us a little bit about the vision behind uh, Forest Hill. Sure, the Forest Hill was and is my most iconic and marquee project. It is a one of a kind project that's truly unique. Assembling a project of this scale, size, complexity is a feat that many books can be written about. And it took a long time, it took a lot of hard work. Now, the thing about Toronto, going back to our communities, is that there's a lot of communities in Toronto that are very insular, and they have a certain identity. And one of the most affluent communities in Toronto, if not the most affluent community, is Forest Hill. And Forest Hill has something really unique in that it has a homogeneous demand, meaning that the people that live in Forest Hill never want to leave. They will never go and cross south of St. Clair. Okay. That is the border. You see the streetcar, they look at it, they say, I can't turn back in, it's not happening. (laughs) Forest Hill is that insular community. The homes are beyond gorgeous. Mansions to the tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. And there are only a few spots that you can develop, and this is the last remaining one of any credibility that you can have, any type of magnitude of size. You have one Forest Hill, which is going up between Avenue Road and Forest Hill, more of a tower type building. And this goes between Forest Hill Road and Dunvegan with the address of 2 Forest Hill Road. So when I saw I can assemble six independent buildings along Forest Hill and St. Clair, I had my work cut out for me. But the challenge was something that I thought and I wanted to do more than anything. I mean, to put a marquee building like this that is and will be the ultimate mid-rise building in the city of Toronto, the ultimate building where everyone's going to know who lives there, the building that's iconic. You know, today, if you go to the Four Seasons, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he lives in the Four Seasons. It's iconic. People know it. Mm -hmm. Forest Hill private residences will be that building times 10. It's luxury. It's black tie. It's opulent. It's, you know, all the classy names that that people want to live in. And one of the things I find interesting about that area is you do have a lot of people living in these big homes and they want to, they might want to smart size, their kids have moved out and they've got these big homes to take care of. And there's just not a lot of options in that area to be in a more uh, hands-off approach style living where you're in a condo, you may be going down south or you're going to Arizona for a couple of months a year. And, uh, you know, you've got your property fully looked after and, it, you know, including, you know, having your groceries bought for you it's it's really quite amazing um and there's not a lot of options there so um it's tell me tell me about uh this the sweet mix why you decided that the the investor standpoint on it sure uh, touch on that when you buy real estate you buy real estate for two things a place to live in and a place to invest in and they are both very important now what makes Forest Hill Pride Residences unique is not just its luxury setting, it's an incredible amenities from its full service valet to the amount of thought and detail that went into all these specific amenities which we'll take you through. It's also that there's very little, if not any, competition for a building of this nature. There is no other building in Forest Hill right now that you can develop. 
there's no building like this that is south that is north of St. Clair but south of Eglinton in this pocket. And that creates a unique opportunity that for those that want to live in Forest Hill, mm -hmm. this is your only condo building. Right. And this is the only condo building that will be large enough and strong enough to be able to provide the amenities of a five-star plus service, which includes wine sommeliers on staff, caterers, kitchens, dining rooms, catings, steam rooms, saunas, pools, uh, service lobbies, 24-hour valet, concierge, coffee rooms, tea rooms, even having towel service at the spa, even having a service that takes your dog and cleans it at the service center before sending it back to your suite. These types of amenities needs to have a building of scale, needs to have a building that's of note. And uh, this is the only one. So when you're investing in a community that's very affluent, that has no competition, and that has a huge demand with no way to actually stand to that, co to compete with that demand, you're creating an investment. And I'll give you an example. You can be in a very luxurious building downtown, but someone can build a luxurious building next to you. And that will happen, mm -hmm. but that won't happen here because well, St. Clair's, it can't. Yeah. St. Clair's the barrier and there's no other sites. And that to me created a value proposition, a proposition knowing that no matter what happens, this community has this building and no other building. And the affluence of this community means that the price and the marketing conditions are irrelevant. What's really relevant is having the building that fits the, their needs. And to do that, we created amenities in this building that very much resemble their homes. And we can walk you through some of those. I'll give you a few examples just off the bat. Having 10-foot soaring ceilings throughout. Having outdoor space. Outdoor space is one of the biggest challenges for people moving to condos. And where almost every one of our units has a terrace open to the sky and a terrace that very much is comparable to their deck in their home is something that is truly unique and it's something that it's very comfortable to live in. You know, if you live in a large home, very rare are you actually in your backyard. Majority of the time you're on your deck and your deck has its couches, its dining room table, it has its barbecues, it has its lounge chairs, and we fit that on our terraces. Wow, it's like your backyard and, <laughs> and your deck. I love your deck. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, having the terraces open to the sky, the 10-foot ceilings, the incredible five-star uh, kitchens and appliances, the having the coffered ceilings, having the amenities at your foot where you have your steam room, your sauna, your pool with towel service, you have private gyms and training rooms, you have caterers kitchens, dining rooms where you can host 20 people and then go up to your room. I mean, that really resembles what you're used to in your home with the addition of having a 24 hour valet at your disposal. Yeah. And we're not really talking about, uh, you know, 550 square foot one bedrooms, are we? Um, no, but you know, in Toronto and again, back to our diversity, it is really difficult to understand the right size of a unit. Yeah. So what we have here is we have units starting at just over 750 square feet yeah. and they go all the way up. And when I say all the way up, they go all the way up. Mm. So we have units that are going from 750 square feet to a thousand square feet to 2000 square feet and combination units that people do where they buy two or three units and they put them together. And I'm, we're doing a suite right now that's almost 4,000 square feet. So the options are, are incredible and customized. And when you do a building like this, you want that so that each unit is unique. Each unit is not just one floor plan that is replicated, but rather a unique and customized experience. 
How many how many uh, suites do we have in this building? Tell me, tell us uh, uh, some particulars about the building itself. You know, you talked about ten foot ceilings, the opulence, but talk about you know how big it is and uh, how many suites you have. In sure, there. the building is one hundred and fifty thousand square feet. There's currently ninety four suites in the building. However, with the combinations that we're experiencing, that number is dropping as people are taking two and combining them to one, and we expect to be somewhere in the mid eighties. Um, we have three elevators servicing this building. Uh, which is well in excess of any development project that you're going to see for this limited amount of units. And that idea is to get you into your suite within seconds. And that's a concept is you're not waiting for an elevator. We have three different types of units. We have townhomes at the bottom, which are two-story conventional units where you'll have your living and dining at the bottom and your bedrooms above. And that really replicates someone who wants to be ground floor orientated, have their front door open to St. Clair or Forest Hill, and be able to walk out and still have their, their bedrooms upstairs. We have units that are smaller units, and we have these massive terrace wraparound units with wraparound balconies. So you got a little bit of something for everybody. The, you've got the end user that you know so, sort of wants to smart size in the neighborhood, you know, downsize to three thousand square feet uh, condo, and you've got some stuff for investors. You know, people that want to uh, be in a luxury building exclusive. You're talking about eighty suites in the in a city of our size. That's an exclusive list. Uh, and now you've got the opportunity to contact uh, sort of one of our team to get in there early. We're in the sales office. You haven't really fully launched even to the public. No. Um, so talk about that process a little so, bit. So first of all, as a real estate developer who has many projects in Toronto and coming from a family developer projects, we know that agents are the lifeblood of this business. And we have those agents who are really good friends of ours, who are really connected, who are great guys, who are part of our core team and I'm very happy and pleased to say that Jason Garland is a very close friend of mine and a very, very, very close friend of all the development companies in the family. And I have to say that, you know, to be able to have you early in our project helping us has always been something we're very appreciative of. And to that I want to say thank you. That's um, very nice of you. <laughs> that's really nice. Thanks, brother. And that's why um, it, the process here and in all the development projects is really where we give our first access and our first availability and first day pricing to um, good friends of ours like Jason. Thanks, pal. That was a nice little plug there. Thank you. Gonna, you know, it's only the truth, Jason. <laughs> I'm gonna take you that asked me to be honest. <laughs> Uh, so can we get uh, can we bring people in right now if we if we really had somebody that was excited could we bring them in here yes yeah, so you know we are doing by appointment only given the the COVID environment and the exclusivity of the project yeah um, we have a fully sanitized COVID friendly environment here I shouldn't say COVID friendly that came out wrong I think like a COVID safe environment yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are more than happy to, to do a private um, tour of the sales office with the model suites and we have a lot of material that we can send and bring our clients in so they can get a real touch and feel for this building. Well, you spared no expense in here. The, you know, the herringbone flooring and, you know, the, the cool uh, ceiling you've got here, you've got the sort of tempered walls, you've got uh, the scale model. It really gives you a sense. And I think it's important to get into a space like this so you get a feel of what it's going to be like in the actual suite. Does this uh, inside here emulate some of the finishes that we're going to see? Very much. Very, very much. Now, when you do an iconic building like this in a marquee building, and not to mention I live within the neighborhood, um, you're going to know that you're going to see people in that building that people are going to always going to turn to you and say, this is the building, this is what I like about it, this is what I don't like about it. And you want to make sure that you do it right, especially when you're doing a marquee building like this. It's got to be perfect. 
and all the amenities, not just that, but the finishes, the quality that we're doing is all going to be top of the line. Um, it's something that I'm going to be proud of. And I have three children, and just like I come from a legacy of developers, I want my kids to have that legacy continue. A building like this is a building that you're not just going to drive by for the rest of your life. You're going to know it, and I want it to be perfect. Uh, you're going to have uh, all 80 people on a list somewhere of, you know, um, you know, people you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's, let's, um, th it's amazing. I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm so excited for the next uh, little while as we move through some of these um, sales here. It's really exciting to, to, to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Um, let's, let's pivot really quickly and talk about maybe the future of Altry and, and where you're headed, where you're going next. Sure. Uh, you know, are you staying in Canada? Are you staying in Toronto? Tell us. Yes, I am staying in Toronto. Um, I am a very big fan of Toronto and a very big believer in Toronto's real estate market. And I can go through hours and hours of telling you like, the economics, why this market will always continue to do what it's doing and has defied all people's naysayers, all negativity because of the strength of the Toronto community, the strength of what we have here. And if I, I'll just give you a brief snapshot, economically speaking, if you're interested. Please, why yeah, no, that's amazing, thank you. So, you know, I've done a lot of work in the United States and around the world, um, spent many years in the Middle East as well developing. And I can tell you that the difference between Canada and the rest of the world is that Canada is a mosaic where the rest of the world is a melting pot. And in the United States, when you move to the United States, you become an American and you lose the identity of who you are. Canadians are not like that. Canadians are all immigrants from different parts of the world that come here and maintain their identity. They are a mosaic of different tiles completing this amazing picture. And what that does is it creates many diverse communities, many diverse neighborhoods. And what that does is it makes people want to live here more because they, everyone feels welcome. Toronto and Canada is founded on immigration. Immigration is part of our core of who we are. The Americans are not founded on immigration. And that means that forevermore immigration will be strong in Canada, leading us to have a very strong and vibrant market. Now, in addition to that, if you'd ask anybody today, where would you want to live, especially given the context of a pandemic, I don't think anybody would say they want to live anywhere but Toronto. So that is something truly unique to our community that drives value here. And in addition to that, we have a lot of things that really are amazing for Toronto, which is the fact is we do have limited resources in terms of land. We do have limited resources in terms of the availability of development. It's not like there's endless sites around and there's always going to be a scarcity of supply. It's just impossible for us to be able to develop enough in the timelines, given the bureaucracy, given the, the land play, given the different factors of the city to be able to accommodate the demand, which means that there will always be a high demand for housing in Toronto. Yeah, I think roughly we're looking at about 120 to 130,000 population growth in, in the GTA uh, per year. And we're looking to increase that. I think the federal government wants to go up to about 400,000 per year. We're getting about 350 right now. Obviously, immigration has gone to almost a zero right now, but that's going to pick up. And uh, we build about 20 to 22,000 homes a year. And like you're saying, to your point, the supply and demand, we just can't keep up. We also have a few other factors that make Canada great for, for real estate investment. One is immigrants have a propensity to buy their homes, whereas non-immigrants have the propensity to rent their homes. In the United States, the majority of the, of the United States is renters. They don't believe in, 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 in buying. Whereas in Canada, there's that propensity to own a home. It's part of the immigration. It's part of an immigrant mentality is to be able to lay down your roots is with a home. And that has been at the forefront of who we are for a very long time. 
And that culture, which breeds onto itself and breeds onto the next generation, is something that's unique to Toronto that we all want to own our own home. And I think that's an amazing thing. Another thing that I think really would be driving the growth here is the last year has shown us that we really don't have faith in the stock market. The volatility of markets is very volatile. However, bricks and mortar are something you can touch and feel. And I think that real estate will be just the driven, the driven asset class for a very long time. And lastly, what makes Toronto great, aside from just our immigration policies, aside from our economics and our propensity to do it, is the urbanization effect. And the urbanization effect is that as Toronto becomes a way more sophisticated city and there are more options in Toronto and it becomes more crowded, it is harder to commute from the suburbs. And the suburbs offer a lot less, certainly in terms of culture. And culture breeds culture. And yes, while there may be a small slowdown now from the pandemic, which will take time to recuperate, you know, in the long term, we will be right back where we started. And um, having that urbanization means that Toronto just becomes more and more popular. So, you know, if I have three children, I guarantee you that I can't guarantee, but I can almost promise you <laughs> that when they do grow up, they're going to want to live within the same city of Toronto downtown as much as much as I wanted to. And I don't see that them ever moving to the suburbs. Yeah, you're clearly passionate about Toronto, and so am I. I've been, uh, you know, living here and and working in the downtown core since 1999, and I've seen this city grow up from a sort of a baby of a city on a global level to, you know, coming into it, its adolescence. And I think there's just so much room for continued growth, and uh, you know, our strength of our banking system, and just all through and through Canada, Toronto, I'm, you know, I'm a, a huge cheerleader for it. Um, let's, let's hear about uh, the future. Let's, uh, where's your next building? Uh, sure. So future of Altree. Well, Altree has several thousand units under development currently. Um, and our next building coming out will be in Highland Creek, which is part of Toronto in the 416. It's one of the most coveted neighborhoods in Toronto. I heard someone say it's the new beaches. There and, you go. Yeah. I, I live there. You know, I, I live down the street from it. I can't wait. You have uh, an incredible amount of amenities and sheer beauty, something that's rare in a city to have so much natural beauty from the ravines to the Rouge River to everything that surrounds it. And having also a university that is has 19,500 students right now, UTSC, University of Toronto, and going up to 45,000. And they're developing rapidly. That is a... It's know, just up the road from here. Literally up yeah, the road, yeah. yeah. And we also have this um, incredibly beautiful little town, like a little village with a downtown and little shops and parks that is literally inside our big city. And where can you find a little village, a little enclave with natural beauty in the city of Toronto? So Highland Creek um, is coming out, our military trail project, in um, early, early 2021. And um, we're very excited about that. There's three buildings there. The first one will be coming out uh, the early, early 21. We have lots of projects around Toronto, including Marley and Glencairn, all along the, the cliffs, and in many, many other locations in Toronto. I was super excited about the future. Um, I, I just want to thank you for spending your time here. You got all these uh, units on, uh, you know, under development, and you still spent the time to talk to us today. So that's awesome. I thank always you spend so the much. time for my close friends. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All the best. Okay.